0: What's up everybody? I hope you got your popcorn ready for today's episode because it's going to be a game changer, especially since we have a special guest who's sitting right next to me right now. But two things before we get into today's episode. This episode is sponsored by my friends over at Clothing, where you can find all your clothing needs and anything you want. They spread a positive, awesome message with unique designs and have both men and women's clothing. My favorite collection is the Mental Health Matters hoodie collection. So be sure to check them out on Instagram at just chill period chilling, and use code Chris Ten for 10% off your first order. I apologize in advance because you're going to hear me continue to talk real quick. So ladies and gentlemen, let me take this away and start off the show the right way. About two weeks ago, Aunt, as you all know, asked me a question. Does change? in age, signify anything different to you? Do you actually feel slash act differently after going from 29 to 30 or 19 to 20? Can any of this be difficult or stressful on someone? So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about that real quick. I'm going to try not to get emotional right now because I feel it coming, but... It's all right. So I'm just going to take a real quick moment and talk about something So please don't cut any of this out, because this one hit a sore subject. I live my life every day to the fullest I possibly can, and like it's my last day on this planet. I know that it sounds super cliché, but it is the truth. The older you get, the harder life hits you. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Some people, when that life hits them, don't know how to react and don't know how to feel it. it. Does not matter if you are 16 going on 17, 18 going on 19, or even entering your 30s. Those people get lost and have demons that they have to battle every single day, including myself. So let me tell you this, whoever is listening right now, at whatever age you are, whether if I'm coming through your TV, your phone, your car, wherever you are listening to, I need you guys to know something. Some people aren't living their life right now to the fullest potential. Some mom and dad can't hug their ch- their children. Some child can't hug their dad, mom, uncle, aunt, sister, brother, because those people let those demons win. They let the stress take over until they couldn't handle it no more. If you were fighting those demons, if you've been fighting mental health every single day, and still on this planet, breathing and living, I need to tell you something, and it's that you have something. You have a gift, because some people didn't make it, and some people don't get to wake up every day, but you did. You fought the demons and are living, and that's beautiful in itself. No matter what age you are, you keep going no matter what. And to the people who lost the battle, to those demons, let's just take a second of silence to remember those memories and loved ones that we lost. Thank you.
1: I'm excited to officially start the second second official recording but really the first official episode of diamond in the pod and i'm even more excited to introduce our first official guest uh basically with the same exact personality i have we're basically the same exact person no that's not true at all but we do have the same name his name is ant and thanks for joining us. He's one of our brothers that plays with us over at Diamond in the Pines as well as, you know, our other secret spot that we won't tell anybody because it's super secret, but mm-hmm. he's our guy and we're so
2: excited to have him on the show. And how are you doing? Man, it's it's genuinely a pleasure, a pleasure to be here. I'm honored to be the first official guest on Diamond in the Pod. And speaking of Diamond in the Pod, I'd like to touch on that subject. Mhm. Um, when I was like 13, it's, it's funny how we ended up at Diamond in the Pines, I swear to God, mm-hmm. a Diamond in the Pines. So when I was 13, I, had, I was taking public transportation, and it was the middle of the night. It was like 10 o'clock. I was on my way home from practice, and there was these two individuals at the bus stop, and they was talking about a, a subject of the younger generation and how they were out of control, et cetera. So... Me overhearing and also feeling as if I related to them or connected to them, because I had such a mature mindset at that age, I recited a poem to them, in, um, in other words, rap. And after them hearing it, they said these exact words, you are the diamond in the rough. And ever since hearing that, it stuck with me. And ever since that time, since, since I was 13 up until this, this very moment, I've been the diamond in the rough. I've been the, the hidden gem, et cetera, the underdog. And um, so for us to end up not specifically just at that park, but together, and we've all have been diamond in the roughs in our own ways. Oh, yeah. Like, and I gave you my word, I did not think that you would be someone as delicate or sensitive enough to care about other individuals to create this podcast to connect to another individual as Chris and come together for a higher purpose to reach out and save the uh, the lives of others and um over here in the introduction of last last week you touched the subject to where you said when I first met you you thought I you thought I sized you up
1: oh, all right we'll start there is first of all you you're so uplifting right now I just want to have one clarification before you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had never met before and it was just a street ball pickup situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just want to take anybody that's been in that situation and put yourself in that mindset. I think in that case, most of the time, you're sizing up who's on the court thinking, does this person have any ability or not, period.
2: Mm-hmm. With that being said, go. And before, before I say this, I want to properly introduce myself. My name is also Anthony. But Anthony Christopher Titus Johnson Ooh. and and to the world I'm known as CT so I'll go at I'll go within this podcast as CT so that we don't get mixed up with Ann and I all right so stepping onto that court the day I met Ann, it wasn't a size up I I genuinely am a competitive person mm-hmm. I go for the biggest dog out there so it was not that I seen you and was like okay I don't have to guard him or he's <laughs> irrelevant I I like a challenge. And not saying that is matter of fact, that is judging the book by his cover. You did because, overlook me a little bit. Yeah, because it's not it's, it wasn't nothing personal. It was I didn't take as it personally. If, because I am someone who's undersized, like me compared to Chris. I'm not as athletic, I'm not as strong strongly built. So Chris is shaking his head. <laughs> I disagree but continue. And um so I took it as I know what I'm capable of, just mm-hmm. like you know what you're, you know what you're capable right. of. But you didn't know what you were capable of until you until you met me. You said like the religious intervention. So I, I went I went at Alex and Max was there as well, and you know we was going at it, and I seen that spirit within you. I seen you just burst like okay I'm going to prove whoever you know whoever is here in a right. specific moment wrong sizing me up, and I promise you Chris. This man was lighting the court up. Like no, I know, like I know. I I generally want to start Like he always him. does. Not yeah. always. Yeah. It, it was it was a special. I
1: think it was a special performance. I feel like at this point you've played me enough times to see where I sort of average where I sort I sort of should be basically. But like that was basically like the equivalent of Linsanity. It was it was just <laughs> a, a an opportunity that couldn't be missed. Think, mm-hmm, think yes. of it that way. Mm-hmm but no I appreciate it I appreciate you clearing the air right away because mm-hmm. I think I that's sort of the even though it is totally judgmental that's sort of what I like about street ball you have just pick a ball I shouldn't call it street ball just mm-hmm. anytime you play somewhere outside with people you don't know or in, anywhere you're playing pickup with somebody you don't know it's sort of just an opportunity for self-expression but you 100%. also have a very limited window to show whether where you are in the pecking order. Yes. So if it's like a 4-4 four and four game, usually there's one or two guys that kind of want to identify themselves as the main scorers or the main mm-hmm. shooters or the main whatever. And very rarely do you have a pickup game where, you know, everybody's involved, everybody's got flow, because those sort of things can only happen when you really know each other and have played each other for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So most of the time when, when it's just strangers and you got a limited window, it's like, do something and quick, and what are you going to do to certify that you're gonna get the ball again and mm-hmm. that that can be good and bad i think it's fun that's the competitive that's that's sort of what i was feeding off of in that first time that we met
2: mm-hmm.
1: but that was a good introduction a lot of what i want to talk about today though is about change and aging and chris you you hit it on your opening yes. and what i'm really excited <laughs> about in today's show is we we cover a whole decade of perspective literally perfectly yes. i happen to have just turned 30 years old Chris, I know you're 25, and mm-hmm. I know you're about to be 20 or just 20. turned 20. Yeah, about to be 20. Yeah. So the the span- we're covering a whole decade, and I I think with that there's going to be a lot of naturally different perspective. And I grew up in a crazy time where there was a phone with a curly wire, and it was attached <laughs> to the wall, and it was the one thing that everybody had. And to to think that I like I feel like I've seen a lot of technological change, mm. and whereas you've maybe seen it like from from like the envy flip phone flip to phone. yeah, BlackBerry. was that were, you, were there flip <laughs> phones when you were born? Yeah, probably. Black right. Bell, yeah. Was, yeah. So I remember my first phone when I was fifteen, I had the envy, I think, or something like that. It was the one that like flipped and had like a little. key. It did not last because they kept. Breaking no, that was That was a cool one. It was basically mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah. imagine this laptop only like completely <laughs> miniature. That's that's what that uh, phone was. I had a
0: juke, or something, one of those things where it was like skinny, and then you would like slide it up, and then the keypad would be there. Oh yeah. So there yeah. was no like. Oh, no, it, was it was like a tiniest something. little screen, and I only had like. Fifty minutes or something to
2: like it was emergency only. when you had minutes on the phone. Yeah, wow. yeah that's that what we, that's when oh, yeah. we were born. <laughs> weekend minutes, yeah. weekend minutes, yeah. were a big that's deal. It. You had to you had to prioritize yeah. your weekend minutes. Who yeah. did you want
1: to talk to? Mm-hmm. Uh, AOL Instant Messenger is probably oh a distant God. memory to oh, you, I or even an memory. do you even know what I'm saying right now? A, you ever? You, were you on AOL Instant Messenger or not? No. Yeah. So when you were, when we were younger, the first thing that people used to really talk to each other online was called AOL Instant Messenger. And you mm-hmm. had a screen name and everybody made the dumbest yeah. screen names. Uh, Cause you know, you had like <laughs> capital letter, lowercase <laughs> yeah. letter, big X, little X numbers, you know, just, just yeah. any way that you could make it stupid. Yeah. Mine was Joker 81405 or just like something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that that was our way of talking to people outside of school. There was no texting. And if you wanted to like maybe talk to somebody, whether it's, you know, a male or a female, and you didn't want to have to call their house or go
0: through their parents or anything, that was like the first mm-hmm. thing that I can remember that that being. Mm. This has single handedly I'm holding up my phone it's right now. Everything. This has signal handedly changed the world. In my opinion, for the worse. In my opinion. Because mm-hmm. social media could be a very That's a powerful Very subject. toxic place. And I don't want to cover it here because we have different topics, but
1: it, well we are going to
0: have for those we're gonna have to that, probably for those that cover, do want to hear yeah. there's I do want to do a technology because there, there is a very because cuz all our toxic. episodes are
1: going to be about some sort of change yes. and the change of technology that I sort of inadvertently just hit on is so rapid yes. that it's definitely something yes. we would like to talk about but on the focus of age basically you you you're hearing three different Completely different perspectives, three completely different time periods. We're all more or less from the same place, and I think you've kind of spent some time on the West Coast and the East Coast, correct? Mm -hmm. Well, right now we're more or less all from the same place, and we're all going to have interesting perspectives on these subjects. So, basically, when you get older, does a change in age actually symbolically mean anything to you? And you're about to turn 20. Let's start with you. Does that... oh i apologize i gotta call you ct in this one i've called you in for as long as i've known you but i'm gonna do my best there ct okay ct do you consider that like like do you do you feel differently when you turn 20 or know that you're turning 20. yes and Um, why is that because you know obviously
2: it's not like a bell goes off or anything (laughs) yeah um i'd like to to, uh, throw out there that me me personally every age i'll say from the time i was 15 I've before I'll say like 11:58, 11:59. I'll get down on my knees and I'll thank God for you know the age that I'm about to be no no more. So I'm about to be 19, turning 20. Right. 11:58 on, before I turn 20, I'm going to thank God for everything that I've lived and you know witnessed, ex- learned, etc. and that in that time being. So with change. I feel as if I turn twenty, there's more responsibility that comes along the way. Absolutely. So with age, I feel like that's the only real change that comes within age is responsibility. Because, you know, growing up in school, okay, we have we have a most people, you know, if they have families they go to school, that's their they're nine to five. And um after you graduate, you're on your own. That's where responsibility really kicks in and your life is in your hands, you'll always have your support of the family, etc. But a lot of that weight is now on your shoulders to, to do what you please with your with your um, life.
1: So you feel it you feel weight, you feel pressure? Or are you saying you just you feel because obviously, I heard the first part of what you said, and it sounded like you just feel appreciation for mm-hmm. your, your year of life. And I think that's, that's beautiful. a great annual tradition that mm-hmm. you go through. Mm-hmm. But then you started talking about things that may add weight and stress. To you so Age.
2: I feel like it. That's the only thing that it would it would bring is is yeah. pressure, responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's and a that, very good point, yeah. Chris. About and you,
0: kind of goes back on what I said in my opening speech because mm-hmm. the older you get. I mean, it's the truth, and you have more knowledge than both of us. So the older you get, I'm the more. I'm very wise compared the more, to you. Like the more I have life. five more years yeah. and you, yeah. ten more. No, than that's you. what I mean. I'm superhuman in
1: no, terms of knowledge. I know. No, I'm just joking. No, no, you are though. But there you is are. a little bit of truth to that, like, if we had a fifty-year-old at this table, you yes. you'd kind of assume yes. that they know a lot more. You don't agree with that? <laughs> you don't think age is knowledge? You don't think wisdom is not? You know, I, you don't I, believe
2: I, in respecting your elders? Is a better way to put it. I respect my elders. I with, know you with do utmost, you know, courtesy, but. Because I'm your elder, yes. so you have to respect Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Me too. <laughs> um, before, not to cut you off, Chris. No, no. But, um, Continue, please. I've been told, weren't my words, these are words of others, that I have more wisdom, you know, I have more maturity with than 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds. I have a better mindset. I have a better shoulder on my head than most 50-year-olds would.
1: I agree with that. I appreciate The way it. you Definitely. carry yourself right now, you don't seem like you're 20 years old. I, I mean, honestly nah. didn't know how old you were. Me, me neither. When I first started playing basketball. I thought you. he was older. I I, I would have guessed mid-20s. Yeah. yeah, I would have guessed yeah. mid-20s. I would have mm-hmm. guessed that you guys were the same yeah, age. Yeah, that's what you. I would have thought, yeah. too. I knew I was older. That was clear. Uh, with You know, very clear from the beginning.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Go on. I appreciate it. Yeah, But... Um, it's, it's also me, like how you said, respect my elders. It was me genuinely. You know, we have the grandfathers, the, the elders that share their stories, share right. their experiences with us. Say, like, okay, stay away from girls, keep in money your books, etc. Mm-hmm. I was the one listening to that. Like, everyone would go run outside. I would sit there on the, the floor, the table, wherever, you know, I was able to, you know, sit and listen to every word, every, each sentence, and generally care as if, you know, they was fueling me. Right. Me so in other words,
1: you were a good kid. You listened. Yes. Yeah. So that's how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Do you do you look back on that and think that that was the
2: right way to handle things or? Yes, I mean I've I had an amazing childhood. Right. Always... No, no,
1: no. What I meant by that question was, um, obviously respecting elders 100. Mm-hmm. percent I was also someone who nine out of ten times would listen to my parents. If I ever was like you know doing something devious, they never even really knew about it, but. I guess what I'm asking is, do you regret that sort of mindset? Because obviously, some people are a little more rebellious, a little don't always listen, maybe have a little more fun, live life on the thing. edge a little yeah.
2: bit. No, because I'm someone. Me personally, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I, I went to an after prom party and I sat there, with only one with the water bottle in my hand. Really? I went to the party because yeah. I earned that. I'm not absolutely. Really, yeah. I'm not really. You don't old. need alcohol to enjoy no. the party. Yeah. or you don't have to smoke weed to have fun either. Correct. Yeah. I'm not a party person, to be specific. Um, but I know how to have a good time, so I mm-hmm. went to the party. I went to the after prom. I didn't drink, etc. I was still able to draw the attention of young know, women. You know, oh. have so much for people respect me. Like, yo, bro, I love you. Good luck with your life, etc. And dance, etc. Without having to be intoxicated, etc. So, um, me, not you know, me growing up the way I did, I, I, I could be honest. Like, I'm genuinely being honest. I was always the center of attention because I was so unique just being myself like I see the person not you know partying jumping out the window running away whatever the, the case may be not to judge anyone else who does that because they have reasons but I was always like the, ro- the, the you role you are going to be
1: remembered differently yes, yes.
2: absolutely mm-hmm. and that's going to that's on gonna on affect how people
1: treat
0: mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and I think that's awesome that you don't drink or smoke and that shows a lot about your character Mm -hmm. And again, people who do do that, that's fine. I occasionally drink and I occasionally smoke, and I'm not afraid to say that out loud or on Mm -hmm. a podcast, you know, because people do have to cope with things, Mm -hmm. and that's how that's some of my things that I cope with. So if I have to do it, if it keeps me alive, then that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you know, your case, you're just, and Aunt will agree with me. You are just a A big ball, yeah, big ball of like positivity, positivity, hope. You are just. The whole energy just shifts whenever you're around, and I, that's not. I'm not saying that because you're sitting next to me, and you're I know of light. it's yes. not even a question. And I said that when we first sat here, when mm-hmm. we talked about mm-hmm. you, that that's the first thing that I said. That you are just a big positive aura around everybody. And you just you bring together, and I have chills again talking about it. And you <laughs> know this because we text every day. Yes. That and, you know we motivate each other every day. But oh yeah, you know this man. Age is just a number, and he has a lot to give to the world, and it's, it's just the beginning. So,
1: What's your opinion on the subject, though? I mean, you're plopping the middle between me and CT, so how do you feel about aging, and do you get up when you turn 25, 26, 27 and think, uh-oh, running out of time, or do you think, like, damn? You know, because obviously I know... Um, some older people in my family, like it's one of those things where it's like it's their birthday. They don't, you know, you don't really want to make a big deal because they don't really like it. You know, the idea of getting older is not exactly a fun subject. No. And I think that's quite common, you know, mm-hmm. especially as you get older. It's yes. just, it, it just gets worse and worse. So have you ever thought, obviously, you're sort of like right in your prime in your mid-20s. It's almost silly to discuss it. But have you ever like not liked the idea of getting older, you know, each year?
0: or, I definitely... I don't know, this is going to sound so stupid, but (laughs) I told him and I tell everyone this. I literally live like I'm like the richest man on earth, when I am nowhere near the richest man on earth. Because to me, I honestly do not think money buys you happiness. And obviously, this is going to touch with what you just said, because the older you get, obviously need to have a job you want to buy a house the demand for money is more want more yeah you want to have kids eventually I know you're in your 30s you're probably thinking about that so you know you need money to do all those things but like you only live once so it's like I'm not gonna work my freaking ass off for like hours upon day and then not be happy in my life so yeah I mean the older you get the harder life does hit you I, I, I said that obviously um but you just have to really just live your life, like, What if happy. you woke
1: up on your next birthday and you saw, like, some gray hairs or or something that could maybe push you in that direction, I think. like, Or maybe you noticed, wait a minute, my forehead is wrinkly. These are things that when you turn 30, you may notice. And how would you feel if that started to happen? How do you think you would
0: feel? I honestly... Cause it's going to happen. I have... I have a, <laughs> I grow a mustache and it's gray and... My girlfriend makes fun of me all the time. Has it always been gray? No, it hasn't. It's just all the stress that I've been encountering. But you know what? I know. But listen, like I said, it's cliche, but you only live once. So you might as well make your best life the way that you live it because at the end of the day, when you're buried, you're not getting another chance. So maybe through, you know, a weird aura energy, you know. But uh, once you're in the ground, that's it. So you better make a life that you remember and it doesn't matter. If you're the richest man, it doesn't matter if you're the poorest man. Because I've met some of the poorest people that I've ever met. And they're literally the happiest people I've ever met. And I met the richest people. And sorry if you're rich listening to this. You guys fucking suck. And um, because you well, guys. Hold on. Just, well, not all of them. Not all of them. Most of them because they Let's think. Just throw it out there. Most of them because you think that because you're rich, you're on a higher pedestal than everyone. And you look below. Sounds
1: like the rich people you know are not very nice.
0: Yes, no, I hate every. I hate just every rich person because they. I feel like they they look at you differently because you don't have their type of money. You're not at their level just yet, or you might not ever get to that level. So they look at you like, oh, you're. I know little exactly to me. what you're saying. You know what well, I mean?
1: I, of course, I know what you mean. But wealth is tricky. You know, there, yes. there are a lot of people that I know that just for no particular reason just have wealth, not because of anything yeah. they did, but because of people Maybe before they were them. Born into their yeah, the, you know. and I and I don't think that necessarily makes them a bad. Person, it just depends, but it obviously, it. but I I think I agree with like ninety five percent of what you're saying. Ninety five percent of what you're saying was that it it money does not buy happiness. No. That's the root of what you're saying, 100%. and obviously, people that have a lot of money and a lot of material possessions don't necessarily have all the secrets figured out, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily, it's definitely not the path to uh you know mental health and, no. and mental perseverance. No. However, I just want to make sure that. It's, you're clear because I know for a fact that you don't hate all rich people Like that's, that's, a, that's a crazy thing to say because there's just too many of them A. that you don't know yeah. and B. there's plenty of them I that don't you like do know that, that I know yeah. you don't hate <laughs> for a fact
0: so, well, like I social exactly media stars, saying. like some of them I like, but like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I know for a fact that
1: celebrities, athletes, like, your like favorite, yeah, your favorite yeah, no, musicians, I know. they're all rich. I know. You don't I hate know. all of
0: them. No, I know. Yeah. But like you said, they have all this materialistic stuff. They could have the biggest house, the nicest car, but I guarantee you their mentals are terrible and they are not happy. They just do that because that's just what everyone else around them is doing. Well,
1: that's what our society has taught us. And that's, that's no good. That's, not, that's There's definitely a lot of issues there, but. I think it's sort of just natural for humans to want to fit in. And when you're born into a yeah, society saying, like capitalism, you kind of have that natural urge to mm-hmm. move your way up. And as they get older, like, listen, I turned 30. I feel that financial pressure greatly. Yeah, you know, no, not, no. not because it's... Not because I'm about to go belly up or not because my life has anything that I need that I don't have. I need something that I don't have, not because of that, mm-hmm. but just because there's everything that you say, like you think as you turn older that you need more, that you want yes. more. And that's sort of what it's like turning 30. You turn 30, you sort of think about things like middle age thoughts, like mm-hmm. fatherhood or uh, the deterioration of your body or mm-hmm. the fact that in five years you'll be 35, you'll on the you know that's not that far away yeah. and being in your late 30s as someone who watches sports that's when everyone starts to go down usually mm-hmm. usually you yeah, know in terms no, of their yeah. a- athleticism so these thoughts are in my head these thoughts are in anybody's head and I think it's it's not always something I think about when it comes to like age and getting older but mm-hmm. you know seeing a new decade entering a new era it's it's almost impossible not to I felt like nothing until the night before, similarly, you know, Aunt has this tradition of, of being thankful for the last year. I hate to say that my experience was a little different. I was kind of looking back and, you know, I don't want to say filled with regret or remorse, but I had a weird emotion, you know, entering my 30s. I felt fuzzy. I started thinking about the fact that my parents are entering their 60s, grandparents that are thankfully still, well, it's the ones that are, are entering a stage in their life where they need permanent care and, and permanent assistance and it just started getting me thinking about mortality and how time does move very quickly. I mean 30 years sounds like an eternity and you know just to say it like I've been alive for 30 years it feels pretty damn fast. Yeah. So I just I just think that it gets harder like you guys Are only going to see it as you get older as you enter those new decades, those new eras, and especially the the thing for me that's toughest is you see peers that are maybe at different levels or or different areas uh, in their life, like I have peers that I'm obviously extremely happy for, like human life is incredible, but they're at stages in their life where they're ready to have children, able to have children, and provide for their children, and that's something I want, but that's something that I I still have to work to get to, something Mm -hmm. I still have to push a little bit further to get to. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have accomplished, but you also have to try and remember how much we've accomplished. Yes. So it's a balanced thing. But basically you can't help, but you can't always feel completely satisfied because if you become completely satisfied, you become stagnant. If you become mm-hmm. stagnant, you don't move. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of pressure to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the craziest thing about aging is that pressure to, to feel like you're supposed to be, for lack of a better word, quote, where you're supposed to be you know, my, I think about my parents at my age, they already had kids and they, they were at a different stage than, than my, most people in my generation. They already had yeah. uh, families and, you know, different types of jobs, different types of living, you know. And there are several people my age that are not, e- not even close to that. No. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just a completely different world that we live in and it's a difficult thing to try and remember. So it can absolutely, I think, affect your state of mind yes. aging.
0: They do not make them like they used to. Shout out, like you said, all the grandparents out there. Mine, unfortunately, passed away. They were my best friends, and they do not make... They're just nothing compares to grandparents. And I miss them dearly, and they, like you said, different times, but they do not make them right even close like they used to. But that is... Your perspective, because again, you are older and you have so much more wisdom than us. And I know he appreciates what you just said, and I obviously appreciate what you just said because I'm five years away from there, and you're there right now. It feels (laughs) astronomically different to be 25 than 30. No, I really feel that way. I really feel that way. I'm freaking out because don't freak out. No, next year I have to get off my parents' benefits. Oh yeah, that's 26. And you know all my health. that's That's a big one. All my health issues, like. I'm It'll be all right. fighting every day. I you know, but we're here right now. I'll help you with that. No, nah, I know.
1: We'll talk off the air about that. You'll, you'll get taken care of. Yeah. My my I have family that sells health insurance. So I we, uh, keep, we okay. can take care of that uh, if you need help. Copy. Um but, that's that's that's
0: awesome. I appreciate. But uh, awesome.
1: off air. you know, we'll yeah. talk about it nah, after I, the show. I appreciate it. So, that. another thing I kind of wanted to think about was with all this perspective and change and these gaps in our ages that we were just talking about was just what would you tell yourself? It's something a lot of people say, right? Hey, if you give yourself advice five years ago, what would you say? So I kind of thought that we could do five years ago, ten years ago, and fifteen years ago. You know, I, that that that's going to cover three completely different stages in, in our lives mm-hmm. based on our ages right now. So, Ant, I'd like you to go first. Five years ago, you're fifteen. What advice would you give to your fifteen-year-old self that you think you probably know now that you didn't know then?
2: Save financially yeah I was someone who was always working under the table. I promise you I've since maybe I was 12 years old, mm-hmm. I was cutting grass, shoveling yards, raking leaves, and I, I made a police uh, by the time I was 15, I had at least if I could remember like two thousand dollars based off of forty dollar payments, hard labor getting paid twenty dollars forty dollars and I saved if I would have generally saved all that, I'd have f- from the time I was 15 up until now. I'd be rich, so everyone tells me now. You know, nineteen, almost twenty. Five years ago, if I would have saved all that money from then till now, and and saved as I progress, I'd be rich, and I'd be able to you know solidify my family's legacy. But um, ten years from now, I would be ten. Right, right. I I'll share the story with you guys because I'm I'm a very I'm a man of faith. I I'm I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Christian, but I'm generally my faith is beyond. So um I would
1: say you're very spiritual. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably
2: the word, right? 100%. Mm-hmm. Cool. But um I was 10 years old and I was sitting in the congregation. I was the the pastor had told me to come up and say a prayer for the family because my mom was like, "Yo, this, this kid, he's special." So um, I asked the father before I prayed. I mean, I asked the pastor before I prayed. Mm-hmm. I said, "I wanted to know if God's if God brought me into this world to live by his plan or he's going to allow me to, to create my own. And you did this at 10 years old. At 10 years old.
1: That's very deep philosophical thinking.
2: Mm-hmm. Please and continue. as I prayed, you know, the whole congregation was speechless. Mm-hmm. And so if I was to tell myself 10 years from now, be yourself. Don't change for nobody. Like, as, as you grow, as you get older, you, you do see a lot of influences, etc. Until this day, I'm exactly who I was, 10 years old. I generally, from 10 to 15, I made mistakes. I stepped outside of my comfortability. I'm mm-hmm. someone who never curses mm-hmm. i've I've had positions to where I put myself into circumstances to where it made me upset, and words would slip out Surely. and and uh so it, it it made me feel as if I wasn't myself right so if I was telling myself ten years from now, be yourself
1: if you could hypothetically like appear like I wish you could go back to your ten year old <sighs> self and that that story you described, which really I was really interested in because. You hinted on two major philosophies, and and it it comes down to, basically. If you study philosophy, you read different philosophers, spirituality, religion, whatever. Ultimately, it comes down to really two questions: do we control our fate, or is our fate controlled by something larger? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's it's something we can only speculate at. It's something we can discuss, and that's what you were asking. You know, as in my opinion, as a ten year old, mm-hmm. you were saying: does does God control my fate, or do I control it? Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite scenes in one of my favorite movies is Forrest Gump. I don't know if you guys have seen. It was, this. Okay, it good, good. I mean, you're young, so I want to make sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that man. part at the end when he's at Jenny's. For, I mean, spoilers. Jenny's grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old movie. Yeah. When he's at Jenny's grave and he says, I don't know who's right or if it's my mom or if it's Lieutenant Dan. And his mom was like, life's a box of chocolates. Things happen randomly. You have no control. You got to take the punches life throws at you and just deal with it. Love it. Uh, and Lieutenant Dan, who's his father's in the military and his father's in the military, and his father's in the military, and they all died in historic wars. He felt he had a destiny that he was supposed to fulfill, and he felt that he was supposed to die in the war. Obviously, Forrest saves him, so that completely changes everything, and that's what got Forrest thinking, was he wasn't sure who was right, because these were two very important people in his life, and he just says at the grave right there, maybe it's both, maybe both is kind of happening at the same time, and that's basically another philosophical breakthrough that I don't want to get too into, because it's like very off-subject, but... Ultimately, I think that's the answer and that's more or less what you would tell your ten-year-old self not to change because You're Clearly a man of faith. You shouldn't question your faith. You shouldn't question your upbringing But you also should have faith that you can control your own life Mm -hmm. Right is that more or less what you want to tell your ten-year-old self?
2: Yes, a great power comes great responsibility You needed
1: spider-man to just kick through that window right then and there. Oh, yes That would have been perfect Anything for your five year old self? That's your last one, I guess, and then then I'll go to Chris.
2: Don't. Uh, this is for all the five year olds, yeah. Six year olds, kids, do not wake up early on Christmas morning trying to figure out, you know, who's right. bringing your gifts. That's good advice. Mm. Just wait it that out. Enjoy advice. the morning.
1: Yeah. Right. Have breakfast with your family if you're if you're lucky to to have a family to share breakfast with. Right. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Christopher, what would you tell, so you're 25, five years ago, what would you tell your 20-year-old self?
0: If I had video on us, you would know, and I know that you saw it, I went like this when I heard his response. Oh, yeah. If you want to talk about Ant's response first, you can do that. Well, I'm going to get into that. Okay. And this is why, this is the energy, and even how you talked about Forrest Gump, and just how you talked about a movie, and how he said, be yourself. Uh-huh. First of all, I love you and I love you because energy right now is just crazy so right it. now. And so like it. I got I'm shaking right now, but it's a good shaking and just the energy's nuts. Mm-hmm. So literally what I wrote in my phone kind of goes hand in hand with what he said. Um, what I would tell my 20 year old self is uh, be yourself and do whatever, literally whatever makes you happy. Like no matter what, like no matter even if it's. The biggest, like, how do I word this? Even if it's like, even if you think it's impossible that you can't get to where you want to get to, or you can't do what you want to do, go for it anyway. Like, it does not matter. Like, you literally can do anything that you set your mind to, and that's proven if you just believe in that, in yourself every day. And if I was a betting man five years ago, ten years ago, I would bet on myself every time. Fifteen... That'd be ten years ago, right? Ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fifteen. Mm-hmm. To my fifteen-year-old self, I love that you brought up a movie because right. um, I was actually gonna bring up a movie because what movie? The Pursuit of Happiness.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Will Smith.
0: My favorite movie that I have tattooed actually on my ribs. Oh wow. Yeah. So this is how this is how I, you know now I got. There was no, body got. art involved. Yes, this is body art. That's why I was like, when he. That's why I'm trying to be quiet when you guys are talking because it's just. The stars are aligning everyone. And like I said, if you were in this room right
2: now, if you were
0: in this room right now, this energy right now is on a whole nother level. Um, Yeah, so I have a tattoo from The Pursuit of Happiness on my ribs, and it says, if you have a dream, you have to protect it.
1: I knew it. I mean, I didn't want to say I knew it, but I I knew that that was going to be about that scene. That is
0: absolutely. I could cry right now just thinking about the scene because it, it is literally so powerful. It's and it, his own it, son as well. It, exactly. Makes it more powerful. It, it's just so, like, so true and so genuinely real that, like, a lot of people maybe watching that may take it for granted or just be like, oh, it's just a movie. But, like you said, one, it's his actual son. Two, if you actually listen to the quote and, like, as you get older in life, you'll realize that, like, if you do have a dream, you do have to protect it. And it's like,
1: Mm.
0: when I was younger so now we're going back what did you ask 15 years increments of 5 years Ingrams, so when you're 10 so, so you when I was 10, 10 so when I was 10 that was that was my favorite movie man that was that was it and that, this is gonna sound weird cause you know whatever, whatever I was trying to pursue a modeling career when I was 10 um, that's not weird why is that weird why do you think unusual? me? It's unusual. I got judged for it a little bit. You know, oh. kind of bullied. Like, oh, look at you, Bully pretty being boy. Bullied yeah. wow, So, you know. What's wrong with me? So, at 10 years old, I was trying to pursue a modeling career, which, uh, God bless me. Uh, I did pursue that. And in my eyes, I'd like to say that I crushed it because I, I was a fit model for Walmart. And I got a Spiriva ad and a wow. video. So that was pretty cool, you know. Ten-year-old self walking into a big set, and uh, just any ten-year-old who's doing that, um, don't be afraid to cry because I cried the first time I walked in because I've never seen so much people and so That's much cameras terrifying. and yeah. so much spotlight oh God, on you it's like and my pressure. Nightmare.
1: Now that I think about and it, and they bring you to a room and yeah.
0: they're throwing makeup on you and oh, they're yeah. doing your hair. And if you're kind of like me, uh, independent person, like you don't want any of that and you don't want the spotlight, but. Um, Back to what I was saying. Now I had that dream. I accomplished that dream, and then now we're gonna kind of go back to 15 years old. I, I I wanted to still do that dream, and uh, you know I kind of gave up on that dream a little bit. And you know it's it's. It, I know I have it tattooed on me now, and I got it tattooed on me when I was a little bit older. That uh, if you have a dream, you do have to protect it because you do because you know. A lot of people said I couldn't do that, and a lot of people said that I was never gonna be big or do this or change the world, but I mean, you're listening right now, you already know that right now we're changing the world, and it don't matter if it's through modeling, through acting, through this or through that, and... Um, I'm pretty sure you're still a model.
1: Because once a week you come to our games with... <laughs> the clothing is very specific, <laughs> like everything is thought out. It's not just you know me who's trying to find a couple of sweaty shirts yeah. and get over there. He usually has the headband, oh, uh, and, and usually oh, there's some sort of message on oh, everything, of course. on his shirts, that on I his do. shorts, everything. And, and sometimes it's like you know, almost like one of those N one shirts where it's like trash talk. But other times it's sort of just like believe, and yeah, you know, you know, that's believe. it. I that's So you're modeling to the community once a week, still to this day, whether
0: you know. God works in mysterious way. That's yeah. it. I'm all when about you the think messaging. About it or not, but. So now, fast forward, going. When I was 22, I paid for this thing that was very expensive that was going to get me in front of the right people, per se. Got it. And um, Trying to market
1: yourself. Trying to market myself. Yeah. I
0: did a walkway. I did a monologue. And my monologue was actually, obviously, from Pursuit of Happiness, obviously. Well, just lifted your shirt. Just
2: lifted. <laughs> <You're laughs> yeah, like, here's, right, here's, here's my monologue. Here's my monologue. You guys ready?
0: <laughs> and uh, I crushed it. And uh, I actually, there was about 50 agents and managers there. I, I got called back from about 10 or 12. And uh, I was like, damn, this is it. This is time. It's time to change the world. Not knowing that um, in that moment, it, it was not time. It was not my time to change the world mm-hmm. because modeling, acting is a very fickle fickle industry and they People will sell each other out they yeah. will just yeah. cutthroat yes they will pin you down and make you feel oh yeah absolutely worthless like they made me feel yeah i walked in there i just got back from vacation they told me that i was too tan right that I had to be six foot i'm five eleven and a half mind you
1: too tan for that part or too tan for the just job too tan in general well that's ridiculous um, That's a horrible thing i didn't
0: said. have the I was not six foot. Like I said, I'm five eleven and a half. I'm technically six foot. Um, I had a six pack at the time. I didn't have an eight pack at the time, so they were all upset about that. Wow. Um, let's see. I could just I could just keep going on and well, on, and on. It, but I don't want to because no, 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 it just, but it's
1: superficial and it's, it's harsh very and superficial it's wrong and it probably really and affected
0: it, you. And it really pissed me off. And shout out to my mother, who I love dearly, who I know listens to this. Uh huh. She gave it to him man she gave it to him and i <laughs> yeah you could clap it up for her cuz she was ruthless in there because she knew if she it's didn't broken act, broken promises
1: if, she also knew if she didn't act that there could be permanent damage yes, to you 100%. And you, could, you could be offended or hurt and 100% she was, she was and i was yeah absolutely and that was
0: my first one i went to and they said that mm-hmm. i had six other meetings that i canceled i did yeah. not go to cuz yeah. after hearing that i that threw was too much, yeah. i wanted to throw my 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 uh, portfolio in the garbage and just go home. I just wanted to give up. And and I did give up. And I'm not ashamed to say that because that really affected me. I don't think give up's the right word. I don't think give up is the right word either. I didn't think take a break maybe because You're trying to get my mentals changed. right. Yes, no, see, yes. I don't,
1: see, I don't think. I just want to say
0: something No, right continue, here. continue, please. You're not
1: a failure because it didn't work. Your modeling no, situation know. didn't work out. And you shouldn't look at it as a, a goal you didn't reach or mm-hmm. something you didn't get. Like I was trying to say just now, you pretty much do this on your own right now. Yeah. And as we also talked about in the show, technology, you mm-hmm. have the capability
0: no, I know. of doing this yourself
1: right now. You have friends that you promoted in the beginning of this show who obviously pick you, because you're a handsome and B have a modeling experience it's 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 not far from dead mm-hmm. life works in mysterious ways yeah. and if it's something you want to pursue later in life you do that and if it's something you don't because of the agents and the the all the crap mm-hmm. because I'm going to call it that crap yeah. no it is uh, it that is. you just heard 100% uh, it also it's also the industry's ch- yes. maybe even changing a little bit yes. since then i think 100%. people look at things a little bit differently
0: mm-hmm. um My main goal, though, and as cliché as it sounds, if it's still your main
1: goal, it'll work out.
0: I just, and this is this is why God works in mysterious ways, and this is why we're in this position right now. My main goal, when that was happening, I told my mom and dad this. I told anyone who listened, my one main goal was not to be superficial model, actor slash. Oh, look at him! He's on the cover of GQ, or he's in this movie. No, my main message was to change the world. And I just took a pause right there Because I have chills again Because right now In this very moment I will take this this feeling Sitting here next to CT Sitting next to Ant Doing this podcast Right now solely Over what they put me through Right now I'm changing the world Right now we're Together collectively Changing the world
1: Changing your own mental health Can change the world and changing the mental health of others changes that, the world. Dad. Even if even if you influence one person, just helping them cross the street outside, mm-hmm. that then 100%. you're doing it. You're doing it right now. 100%. I think, as the old guy in the room, I uh, you know looking back five years ago, I was 25, and I I think you know if I basically before I. Thought about the advice I would give to myself. I tried to put myself in my head at that time, at that age. What was I like at 25? Okay, Mm -hmm. at 25, I was dating my now wife. We were kind of living on our own, in our own apartment. Um, But it was a little tight doing that. It probably wasn't the best financial choice for us to do that because we were still young and we were still... I mean, I was still very much figuring out my career. I feel like I'm still figuring out my career, but... um, I, my wife's always been a teacher, so she was going through all that school stuff, changing schools a million times, especially in New York. So, I I remember thinking like I should be careful with money. I shouldn't do things like this. And you know, when you're 25, what do your friends want to do? They want to hang out. They want to go out. Mm-hmm. You know, let's go to the bars. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to the, And everything is money. And you know, it's you're on your own. Theory when you when you're you know in your own apartment. So that's sort of how I felt at 25. So if I could give myself advice then. I would say cherish the time you're able to spend recklessly with others because I didn't know then it was about to be basically taken away for two years because things such everything was closing, everybody was going to be concerned about the coronavirus. So looking back on it, all my concerns about money, I should have been cherishing the opportunity to hang out in crowds and be young and reckless because it's always going to be. I mean, obviously crowds are a thing now again, Mm -hmm. but I personally feel like it's always going to feel different. 100%. 100%. So it's like I would say that to my 25-year-old self. I would say cherish the time you have, stop worrying about, you know, where you're supposed to be. But I, you know, as 25, I had plans in my head. I was like, I want to marry this girl, I want to move out of this place. How can I be spending 6 dollars on a beer? You know, it's silly, you know yeah. what I mean? Or how should I be buying Mets tickets? It's silly. But I also wanted to enjoy my life. So I remember that confliction pretty much all the time. Um 10 years ago, talking to my my CT age self um i was finishing up school i had about one more year left of school and when you're in school and thinking about your career all you can really think about is work and money or where it's going to take you especially in the upcoming future so i would wish similar i think you pretty much said the same thing for one of your ages was to you know save a little bit but also don't but I I, honestly I wouldn't say just save I would say save and just don't worry about it too much you know what I mean like thinking I remember thinking about it too much Mm -hmm. like because I was thinking I'm supposed to have these grades I'm supposed to finish at this school I'm also supposed to enjoy myself I'm also supposed to meet the right girl it's like all these silly thoughts in my head about you know where I'm supposed to be all the time and that's sort of like looking back That's sort of like how you people I think always are, how I've always been, is unfortunately you look around at everybody else your same age and you're thinking, am I at the front of the herd or am I at the back of the herd? Because we are human beings and Mm -hmm. human beings kind of want to do that sort of thing. So I wish I could say to my 20 year old self, don't get caught too much into that competitiveness, uh, the competitiveness of who's got the more interesting major, who's doing the more interesting work, who's making more interesting money. Uh, just relax and enjoy yourself socially, because you're 20 years old, and you know when you're in school, you can meet people differently. You really can't meet people like that in the real world. It's it's whatever when you're in school and you're all both in the same school. There's sort of this, you know, we're in the same pack sort of mm-hmm. mentality. We can talk a little more comfortably with each other. We're supposed to be talking to each other. Yes. But if you see somebody in the store, you know, or somewhere else, especially in New York, you don't always know if it's you, this person wants to talk to you or if you yeah. really should be talking uh, or if it's comfortable. And then lastly, 15 years ago, I was 15. Uh, you know, that's an interesting age. I was just starting to feel a little bit of confidence probably for the first time in my entire life. And I would go back and say, feel more confidence. Like, don't, uh, don't always worry about how other people look at you. That's what I would tell my 15 year old. It's a very high school thing to think, how you're interpreted, how you powerful, fit in. Though. And I feel like it's an unavoidable feeling that every high schooler goes through. Because when you're in high school, you know there's cool people and nerdy people. No one goes into high school trying to be a nerdy person. A lot of people go into it trying to be a cool person. Uh, and it's it's all just a temporary thing. Like you're not gonna be in high school forever, so it's really not that important. It's a small fragment of your life, actually. Mm-hmm. So I I but I wish I could go back and realize that I don't have to worry about that so much and just be confident, just be myself around whether it was girls or whether it was friends or groups or sports. Like you know, I always kind of had that thought that maybe I wasn't athletic enough or maybe I wasn't handsome enough. Or maybe I wasn't um, cool enough. I always tried to kind of settle for like right in the middle. You know what I mean? There were like the really cool kids on the sports teams that I was on. And then there was like, I don't want to say the normal dudes, but like sort of like the middle of the pack, uh, normal dudes, not the super cool guys all the time. You know, I was more mm-hmm. in that crew. So I, I, if I can go back, I would definitely say that. I would say s- stop. Uh, writing yourself off and there's no reason not to feel confident because even if the worst case scenario occurs like you embarrass yourself, people laugh at you, you feel stupid, you feel insecure mm-hmm. It's it passes it's a temporary feeling, it's not a permanent feeling and it's, it's harder to know that when you're in high school yes. because you feel That's like true. it's your entire world and it, it is your entire world every single day, 8 hours a day mm-hmm. for 18 years of your life, school, these people but yeah. then it's just not Yeah. and you have to remember that Mm -hmm. so that's probably what I would go for
0: well three three things you're cool you're handsome and you're athletic oh I know it now that's the problem don't worry about that 15 years ago but it's
2: good to know thank you for 30 you're inspiring you're handsome and (laughs) you're cool thank you that's it wow like you're you're genuinely like the big bro thank you guys no you are
0: I have a big brother but it's like having another big brother and your friendship and everything that you say on this podcast even when the first time we started until right now it means a lot to me and uh, you know you, I consider you more than a friend yeah.
1: I consider you guys very close friends you know? I, I consider you I mean more than a friend are we in a relationship no. I not I, mean, I just wanted, wanted to be <laughs> not clear like that, about the identification like I call him like I call CT my little brother the last listen you see how I make jokes when no, the conversations I get I serious but I that's just because I'm a nervous person, nah, but that's, I, know. I appreciate everything you guys are saying, you know, I, I it really means a lot, you know, I absolutely, and I think that the friendship you guys have with me is extremely important, you know, oh, you true. guys keep me going, you guys keep me uh, having that fire and desire, especially, you know, trying to stay in shape, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, show up for the games that we play once a week, it means a lot, you know, it's it's something I really prioritize. But the bigger thing is the way we play these games and the way we carry ourselves, the way we respect each other, the environment we've created. Mm-hmm. It, it's extremely special. It's allowed these opportunities that we've talked about, this podcast, everything. So, of course, you guys mean a lot in terms of the friendship. It's, it's, it's an exponentially growing thing. And the crazy thing is we we know each other pretty well, but we're still learning quite a bit. I've learned quite a lot about I didn't even know I could call you CT until today. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I learned a lot about your past and your Mm -hmm. career and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, to do it through the show, to share it together with other people, you know, you just never know when these friendships are going to cross your path. You never know when these types of opportunities are going to come knocking. Mm -hmm. But looking back on our answers you know, because that was basically our self-reflection period of the show, it, are, would you say there's any consistencies to your three answers? You know, like, is there something that's more or less the same in each of them? Like for me, I'll go, because, you know, I don't want to catch you guys off guard, I want to make sure you guys think about it, but for me, go ahead. you want to you go first? I think he's ready. CT's ready? ready. CT's ready, you go then. Please, please, I want you to go then.
2: Consistency, I've been, genuinely have been myself for, for the past, you know, 15 years, I'll oh. say. And um, also, my faith has grown. Like genuinely, I was telling him the other day. Um, you know, like Superman looks into the sun and he, he gains his power. Right. I feel that like since I was that age, ten years old, I would look into the sun, and I felt I that that, that was my view. I'd stare at it. Does that affect your vision? No. Like <laughs> you I have like superhuman eyes. Then people generally tell this me this man is superhuman. I'm superhuman. <laughs> like superhuman. I'm not I'm an angel I'm you know Did you Michael see those standing. green dots after you looked at it because no. if I ever look in the sun and then
1: I look around and I get those green dots no
2: my, my faith has generally grown stronger and I felt the sun was my fuel and then also people like you Chris like genuinely I didn't go looking for them so I generally yeah. felt like I, as I I felt as if I allowed God to you know handle my fate and I've been more consistent of allowing things to come to me and not going looking for it so um you know I've been also been consistent and caring a lot more about myself and you know not put myself into bad situations trying to help someone else because not, not all the people that you, that you try to help want to be helped so um you also have to allow it to, allow things to in my in my words allow things to uh, be handled in God's hands mm-hmm.
1: right mm-hmm. oh, absolutely
0: can we just uh, if you feel comfortable about talking about mm-hmm. it you you said that you didn't seek. To find us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you feel comfortable talking about it, I'd like you to tell a story about how you found what you're wearing right now.
2: Man, this cross, generally, for, I say since Christmas of last year, I, I was given a cross for Christmas by an individual, that very toxic individual that I tried to see the best in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just didn't choose it to see them within themselves. Mm-hmm. So coincidentally, the cross, it got, um, it got tangled and as much i tried everything i could to untangle it because it meant so much to me not because it was giving but because you know the the type of spiritual person i am yes. it was like it was like a a crest so um after a while you know it it's kept dawning like on me that i would i wanted another cross necklace and i was willing to do whatever to get it i started to think about paychecks even though i would have to pay bills or etc for school i wanted this cross nec- necklace and the opportunity never never, you know, came financially, etcetera. So I'm on my way to the park, diamond in the pines, where, you know, we, we share this, you know, this chemistry, this this these you know the the soul connections, etcetera. And no one's there. The park is empty, genuinely just empty. I may, there may be one person walking around. Mm-hmm. So I go sit on the slide, I look, I look up, in the sun, I'm like, yo, why why am I still here? Because coming back before sitting on the side, I left because no one was there, came back. And I sat there for a minute, waiting, like, why am I here? What is God trying to tell me? So I I go towards a basketball court, and there's a court full of people. And we never, you know, like, the opposite direction of, of the court? We always play on that one singular court, right? Mm-hmm. I have never gone on the other side. So there's people playing on that side, and they ask me if I can go play on the other. I go over there. I shoot a few shots. I look on the ground. There's a necklace, a gold cross necklace. And without hesitation, I pick it up, and I look. I look up, and I'm like, "Yo, Jesus Christ, stop, stop! Like playing with me like this. Like this cannot be true." And um, I rush home. I take it home. I clean it, and I I, I see it as you know God has given me that crust. And not only is it just any like any specific crust, particular crust. There's Jesus like mm-hmm. on on the crust, and it's so sacrifice. Like his sacrifice gave us you know the will to be who we are be human Mm -hmm. etc so it shows that my sacrifice everything that i feel like why am i doing it's 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 generally for a higher purpose like every with every sacrifice god has given to me in return you guys i've lost a lot of good friends because they didn't choose to listen etc and he's returned that to me times 10. like this man chris Christopher, which is my middle name, Christopher Titus, has put clothes on my back. This shirt that I'm wearing right now has been a blessing to me. So every sacrifice, you you know, there's gain within return in my personal experience.
1: That's powerful. I appreciate you That'd sharing that story. Over so a <laughs> so, couple questions. Were those people playing us? Was that us when we were there? No? no. Okay. This so is, it was just, just some other random time. Some people were there. Mm-hmm. And you just found a chain, and it was nobody else's that was there. Nobody no. was like, that's my ch-. It was no. just a random chain that random. fell from the heavens.
2: Yes. Wow.
1: Wow. I mean, that that is, and you you recall specifically something keeping you there longer. Like something when you, like, because you said you were sitting on the slide.
2: I was laying on the slide. It was like, like a field, like, don't get up, stay. Something's coming your way. Like, I literally just kept thinking, okay, why am I here? So then, like I said, got up went over there, they asked me. The That's incredible. Everything happens for a reason, generally.
1: I appreciate that philosophy. I have mixed thoughts about it, but I do appreciate the philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, consistency was your number one thing that sort of aligned with all of your answers. Is there is there sort of a motif or a theme you think that aligns with your answers Chris going back you know to the advice you would have given yourself in those intervals that we mentioned is there something that you think is a consistent thing in your life I mean it sounds like for you it, it you know your consistency is your spirituality and that's that's more or less what you're saying there
0: no uh, for me change just yeah Adapting I'm just, to I'm change. just ready. Yeah. I'm just ready to change the world. That's I, it. I
2: wanna personally say I feel that it's, it's been your heart. You've you've always been a very caring person and I've only known you for about almost a year now. Mm-hmm. So I feel that you've always been a gently caring person. That's very consistent.
1: Absolutely. Now Chris is a very caring individual. kisses is Chris is always considering other people's feelings. It's very very clear. Hundred percent. Um for me my th- I mean it's sort of a negative thing but like I couldn't help but notice the the consistent answers were about pressure. Cuz I talked about financial pressure, mm-hmm. I talked about like educational career pressure, and I talked about social pressure. So I guess most of the time I it's it's clear to to me now that the pressure is worse in my mind than in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the pressure to socialize in school was worse in my mind than it was in, even in the worst case scenario cuz there were times, you know, where you get bullied or made fun of or physically harassed, even like that does happen. Uh, even the worst of times, they're just real bleeps on the on the radar in, in hindsight, like they're not anything that uh, need to stay with you for your entire life. Mm-hmm. So you just got to remember, it's worse in your own mind than it is in the real world, even when cause sometimes it's almost better when that worst thing just happens. Because then it's like, it's almost like we will use the analogy of basketball. It's almost like you're hyped for the biggest game of your life, you go into it and maybe you have the worst first half or the worst first quarter of your entire life. It's almost like, well, it can't get any worse. So it's almost no point in feeling bad at this point because that's as bad as it started as it could have been. Sort of like the first half that the Giants played this past weekend. Yeah. You know, it could couldn't have gone any worse, but it, it absolutely could go better in the second half and it will. Or you, so, could, or you could break your nose. Yeah, how's your nose? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it feels good. It looks the, no, the no, same. No, it, A normal nose. You, I mean, it's the same nose I remember. No, no, no. I don't. I no, know it doesn't no, look any different to no, me. I know. No. Well, I guess one of the thing I wanted to consider is if, because we we keep looking back instead of looking yeah. forwards. With this in mind. You know, five years in the future, I imagine myself, I'll have pressure of probably, I would imagine I'll have the pressure of fatherhood or the pressure of something else. So I want to try and write this ship a little bit better this time and think about it now and say, the pressure of fatherhood is going to be enormous. The pressure of adulthood is going to be enormous. But I just got to try and remember that it's going to be worse in my mind than it is in the Mm -hmm. real world. So that's the advice I'm going to try and give myself now at a time. I imagine you're going to tell yourself to continue to have faith, the way you always have. Or what would you think?
2: What would continue you say? Continue to going
1: towards the future.
2: Going towards the future, I would tell myself to continue to not care what others think, not not care about the numbers, et cetera. Because yeah, like the platform that God has given me, I was never a social media type person. Like this, this time of age, you know, social media is a big thing. Mm-hmm. That's how you get you know your your lifestyle out, your accomplishments, mm-hmm. et cetera. So continue to inspire, continue to, to, to motivate, etc. No, despite the numbers, you can have 200 people, you can have 2 million, 200 million, etc. Continue to inspire no matter how many people are watching. I like that. I like that.
0: For myself, I would have to say, surround yourself with people who bring out the best for you. Because when you're with people who genuinely care about you, and want to see you succeed, you can't sky's fail. the limit. You can't fail. You can't. You've already won. Like, you really can't. Like, yeah. every Wednesday morning, <laughs> I text this man, and he texts me, yeah. and I swear, if we had a screen to pop it up, it is a novel when oh, we yeah. write each other.
1: Usually, uh, I'm like, okay, we'll be here this time. You guys are like, yeah. we, brothers and sisters, in this yeah. time. Like, you'll just yes. like wake no, up like, yeah. that, that, like
0: It is like... We're ready to go to war. Like, I love it. Even for you, I enjoy it. Aunt and CT, CT knows this, but I'm going to tell you now, Aunt. like, I will go to war with you. And I'm not talking about basketball. It is so much I bigger I hope we than don't that. ever actually have to go to war. Well, I'm not talking about war, war, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I like, yeah. I will always have your back. You're like my little brother and you're like my big brother. I will, this is not a shadow of a doubt. You need me, you call me, 100% I'm there, 110%. You call me. I already know this. I'm I'm on my way. 100.
1: I I've known this. I appreciate it. No, I know. Thank you very much. Yeah, of and course, it, it is reciprocated. Likewise, I appreciate appreciation. So the only thing though that I feel I I don't I don't like people have told me sometimes I get too dark because I'm a pursuer of truth. I'm a pursuer. I try and always let the truth win, even if it's uncomfortable because that's the type of person I am, because you can't hide from the truth. That's what I believe. So when a lot of people that know me really well tell me sometimes I can be dark, it's something I have to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. So I want to acknowledge that before saying this. The thing about this next line in age is, is the inevitable direction of age is, you know, deterioration and death. You know, even if you manage to stay healthy, you manage to, by, by the grace of God, avoid uh, tragedy or something that can happen to you. And let's say you live a long life into your, you know, I think by the time we get old, we could be seeing people in triple digits. But, you know, I think 90s at this point is considered an, an incredibly long life. 100%. So, but even when you get to see that, like I've seen it with my grandparents, it's it's hard to see. You know, it's hard to see the the inevitable fate that's knocking on their door time and time again. And that their time will come, so it's it's hard, and you wish you could control it, but you can't. As Rocky said, "Father Time is completely undefeated." Mm-hmm. So, I guess the reason I'm saying all this is I don't mean it to sound dark, but it's sort of the existential truth that you know what are you guaranteed in life? Birth, death, and taxes. Right. That's pretty much at least in this country. I shouldn't yeah. say you know everywhere, but for the most part, everywhere, birth, death, and taxes, and that can that can sound like a really dark and depressing thing. Mm-hmm. But really it's just the truth. And the truth is existence is temporary, or at least this permanent life, that this life that we know is temporary. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Because I'm not going to pretend to know anything about the afterlife. I've I don't I haven't experienced it. I consider it the unknown. And
2: mm-hmm. I
1: consider it not a problem that I don't know what the unknown will bring. Mm-hmm. And that's how I deal with it. Some people deal with it in different ways. Um, some, like I'd like to believe, you know, where some of my grandparents have gone and where my other grandparents will go is a better place. I do believe that, but I don't know that for certain, and I and I can't possibly know that for certain. So, in in terms of that all sounding really dark and depressing, I actually flip it completely the other way. If nothing's promised and I can't prove to you anything, it's like. At the end of the day when it comes to arguing it comes to truth there's very very little that i can actually prove that Mm -hmm. is true and i think 2020 and 2021 made that more accurate than ever before nobody even knew what the truth was nobody could find it Mm -hmm. on any subject really so with this in mind the existential truth is we eventually will die but we don't know when it will happen so we must Cherish every day that we have and live it yeah. to the highest level that we can live. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's really a wonderful opportunity to That's live. So. And it's really a, a, a fortunate thing. Even if, it, even if you can't... Because again, humans, and we talked about it earlier in the show, you can't help but look around and see where you are in the race. Are mm-hmm. people ahead of me? Are people behind me? Mm-hmm. I want to feel like I'm doing more. I want to feel like... I, or I feel like I should be towards the middle. Mm-hmm. Some people are even... Some people want to do less to blend in. Yeah, It's it's all a silly, superficial thing. I, in my opinion, my personal opinion, and I don't want to talk too much, is our purpose is to achieve homeostasis. You guys remember learning that in biology class? Uh, all living organisms... Uh, base, basically, an organism can only be living if it's proven to achieve homeostasis, which is, in biological terms, one of like many things. You eat food. You reproduce. You sleep. You—it's like basically a lot of things that like an animal has to do. Mm-hmm. You know, for you to, or a plant, really, for you mm-hmm. to know that it's achieving homeostasis. So that's the thing that we know is true, and anything after that—it's the unknown. And I'm okay, personally, that doesn't scare me. And it scares a lot of people. Some people consider it dark, consider it morbid. Some people don't agree, don't think of it as known. Some people say for certain they know where they'll go. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end of the day, there's a reason that nobody really knows for sure. And it's okay. Yeah. And it's it's, at times it's easy to feel like maybe one's about to have an existential crisis. But I think time is precious and you know, when you get sucked into the world of careers or you get sucked into the world of relationships or, or physical health, mental health, it's, you know, you check all these boxes, you pay all your bills, you pay all your subscriptions, you fill all this time. It, you really don't have much time left, you yeah. have very little left. Yeah. It's those little hours at the end of the day where you lie on the couch and decide what silly show you want to watch. Or mm-hmm. it's those uh, times where you're fortunate enough to to step away from work or hang out with your buddies or play a basketball game. And, you know, it may feel like a lot once a week, but it's not. Yeah, It's really yeah. not. Mm-hmm. So my last thought for this show is the truth isn't always glamorous, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And it absolutely can, in my case, at least, it brings me peace, you know, kind of, you know, coming to terms with things about truth. Yeah. And it's up to the eye of the beholder mm-hmm. what they want to do with their life and their time while they're here. 100%. Because everybody's going to have their own perspective. Everyone's going to have their own beliefs. You go anywhere in the world, it's going to be very, very different what people believe or think. Yeah. And I'm not in the spirit of telling people they're right or wrong. I don't... Mm-hmm. I, I can't tell you you're wrong. allowed to have your opinion, but I also can't prove them. Oh, no, yeah. 100%. So why would I even try 100% so that's sort of my take on that. But time is precious and I think 100%. it's a good tease for our next show because our next show is going to be about careers and time mm-hmm. and change and you know what that's sort of about. But I know Ant is signing off our show tonight. Chris, yes, do you have I any have, last no, I, I, thoughts? Literally you wanna just, roll right into it. You literally I just, just you, it. you okay. said it right to me.
0: Um. I open the show and I want our guests to do the honors because I'm not even going to say anything else. I'm just going to let him talk about it because, go ahead.
2: Okay. Guys, on the behalf of um, Suicide Prevention Month, we'll take a moment of silence real quick and then I'm going to get into, uh, I'm going to recite a poem for you guys. Okay. Chris. Before I recite these words, I'd like to share what inspired me to write it. A few months ago, we stopped seeing you for a while, but the last time I did see you, we played a close game that could have went either way. And I told you from the opposite team that you will win. Have faith, and without knowledge, you locked down the key player in which allowed your teammates the opportunity to win the game. You, some with, someone with very little basketball experience, Versus someone who grew up playing with the big boys all his life. In that moment, that was God showing you the potential i seen in you always. And last week, you've seen for yourself as you played the best game of your life. In the honor of all those who took their own. Because no one cared to do what you and Aunt are doing with this podcast. Going into the poem. Suicide attempts. Think about that. Attempts meaning more than one. How come no one dedicated their life to prevent another? After the first attempt, you'd be saving one life, which would create hope for others who feel smothered by hate, telling them to hate themselves, that they're not important, so how could they save themselves? How could they heal the scars they gave themselves? If no one showed they're worth saving, even if they dug the grave themselves, they already felt numb physically, no feeling, dead inside environmentally sealed ink so they've been in the casket mentally but spiritually they can still be saved Their gu- to guide their mental out of that what will be grave physically if they're not resurrected by their will and faith that someone cared enough to dedicate their life to save another not giving up on potential they believed was like no other